0: Yeah, let's go. It's episode 98, and we have Luis Alkmeen and he's the host of Swapping Shoes. He's a phenomenal parkour athlete and one of the brightest minds and uh, voices in our sport, and it's always a pleasure talking to him. I was on his podcast last time we spoke, and yeah, we just wanted to run it back. I did immediately, and so he was down. We're probably going to do it again. The next time, we're going at it with Max Henry, and... It's just always a fun conversation to to share with Luis because we we're both nerds about parkour. And even though we've never met, we have so much in common and, and so many things that we've both thought about. So much love to him for sharing the mic with me again. And thank you guys for being a part of this, listening, et cetera. Check out the links, you know what to do.
1: Hi, What's hi. What's up, brother? <laughs> hey, finally. Finally, we back. Again, we back. All the struggle. <laughs> how how long again? One month now? At least. <laughs> it's been at least yeah, at least, least one not month. Long. Yeah.
0: So you just had a birthday. How how was that?
1: It was great, actually. It was very fun. Um, my girlfriend organized a surprise party in the park, in my favorite park nearby. Oh, nice. And all my friends were there, and it was like an ambush, oh. like a, an actual ambush because they came from behind the bush. <laughs> And I oh yeah. And it, was, it was really nice. It was very, very warm, warm day too. We're flipping and then we had food in my favorite restaurant. and now I'm in the 30 club. 30s club.
0: Welcome. Welcome to the 30s, <laughs> my man.
1: You' doing yeah. you're
0: doing great. <laughs> it's definitely yes, like did it actually did it mean anything to you to change that number from two to three? that first digit in your age?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think I woke up that day like, and I had beard for the first time, the <laughs> wrinkles. I was making all sorts of dad's noises, like, ur, ur. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know, so it, it, I think I like it more than I was expecting. I, I was afraid maybe when I was 25, if I ever thought about it, like, oh my God, one day I'm gonna be 30, it's not so far. Mm. I'm halfway from my 20s already. But I kind of enjoy. It. it's I think it's 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 a beautiful number. And I'm glad that I'm thirty. I'm still fit and I'm still motivated and I have a lot of energy and have a lot of nice people around me. it's 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 great. It's I'm satisfied, actually. It's cool.
0: That's awesome to do, hear, man.
1: do you do, do you did you feel the weight of the age? <laughs> Does it bother you somehow?
0: Um, I think like at the very first onset, I was like, nah, But then, like, after a little while, I got a little bit like, damn, like, it did, like, help me just look at life a little bit more zoomed out, I think. It didn't didn't really, like, feel like weight, but it was just like, all right, the time is ticking. Like, that decade is gone. But also, as I've gotten older in the 30s, it's like, really, you know, they say age is just a number, but it's also just like, it's different generation to generation. What 30 meant in my mind when I was a kid, the 30 year olds I was like seeing when I was younger, it's not like the same thing anymore.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it's different. (laughs) We're so free now, right? Also. Yeah. You don't have, do you have kids? No. No, usually maybe (laughs) the older generation, our parents' generations, when they were 30, if they didn't have kids, it would be weird. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, I think there's more of education about uh, having kids as not like a, a, necess- a necessity. It's not like everyone needs to have. It's okay not to have. It's okay to have them later also. And I think it's the thing of life expectancy because I'm one of these people who say, "Oh, I think we're trying to live for too long until we're ninety <laughs> to one hundred. What is the point, man? Do nothing." I feel I feel this way sometimes, but then I think that all it means is that you live for longer but you're also very uh, healthy for longer also yeah so you can when you're 70 you can be completely like functional and independent and when you're 80 and 90 for some people so i think like 30 nowadays is a lot younger than 30 30 years ago you know i 100% agree with that
0: yeah no i i agree too that it's like you you, people want to make the i would say a mistake of like saying well who cares if we live older it's just like another five years when you're all decrepit and it's like not really like you're saying it's like you actually get you know decades of just better living if you make it like further probably too um of just feeling more vital and and yeah good exactly. to go it's,
1: it's not like your life uh is <laughs> it, it's really bad you're super unhealthy when you're 40 <laughs> you're smoking drinking not sleeping well eating crap all day <laughs> And then out of nowhere okay and my is going to be better right now it takes a toll yeah so,
0: it'll see. be interesting to see how it plays out because i'm noticing that not just in parkour obviously like in parkour it's so young we don't even really know what 30 means like we never really have um so we're kind of defining that in our generation for a lot of us for the first time you know and at least on like a big scale like we've obviously had like older practitioners but now we're starting to get the wave of people that you know were part of that internet expansion that are Mm -hmm. also now hitting their 30s i think and so it'll be interesting to see um when i watched the ufc for example you know i watched it last night so it's present in my mind right now but (laughs) i also see that those athletes like the age seems to have gone up in terms of like when people feel like they are young still in the sport you know
1: yeah So, it's interesting to see, like... How old is is one fighter in the UFC? Like, for how long can he be, like, really strong and fighting?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying, is it's kind of up in the air. So, I think mid-30s is about as late as anyone has, like, stretched it and still, like, looked like their best or better than ever. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, more the exception than the rule. Uh, Right now, I would say, like, early 30s is when people start to, like... It kind of all depends too. It really depends. It depends like mm-hmm. when you got started, like how many miles are on your body? Have you been in the sport yeah. for 10 years or have you been in the sport for five years? You, you know, just like, um, you know, Rez put out a video on this. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, I saw it. I liked it. I liked it. A good one. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think he references that point, which is just like, it, it kind of depends where you started, where you landed, but in the ideal scenario, you know, if you're looking at like the top athletes that started training from a pretty young age um, and they didn't take too many damage or getting too many like really bad be- wars. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like you can even get into your late 30s depending. But again, even longer, man. Yeah, I, I think, think so, that's what I was going to say is like every generation, they get smarter, they train better. They mm-hmm. understand more like they're healthier beings in general, they have more better nutrition and better coaching and everything else. So. That bar just keeps getting pushed higher. It looks like to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I also think that uh, maybe not in like in a competition level, mm. uh, a competitive level. For example, going to a speed comp now, um, like when you're 39 or 40, you probably you cannot <laughs> you cannot beat a Salgado. It's it's very difficult, but. Maybe you can still move really well and have really satisfying training sessions and find challenges and be able to look at something and work on it and for, we, for it. I think the type of training can just completely change, and it can be something less explosive, like smarter somehow, like a mm. like some experience movement rather than explosive movement. Uh, and I feel like I, I feel like this is happening to me now because. I'm not so interested in putting a lot of effort for jumps that I know that I can, but I really don't want to be pushing hard, getting a lot of impact. Mm. I, I prefer nowadays to do things that are a little bit more mind bending, mm. um, that requires more, like a little bit more focus, more technique um, than the big jumps. And I think that if, if you focus on this, you can keep moving forever. Like just going to change the style and you adapt yourself. Um, I just don't know if motivation is the the hardest part. Like, for example, now I started training when I was 16, 15, 15, yeah. So, half your life now, officially, basically. Half my life, yes, officially. Uh, And it's been a few times, ups and downs of motivation, but I've been always motivated. But also, I accepted the parkour life living a very cheap life not making a lot of money not having financial stability at all (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and but i i feel like i want this to change somehow also and i imagine that when this is my main goal my priority like a family a house i feel like then it's gonna take a toll on my motivation and i hope that doesn't happen but i think (laughs) it's it's kind of uh, inevitable is that the word inevitable yeah. yeah I think it's inevitable.
0: Yeah, no, that's a really interesting point because it's not always that it's just the body breaks down or something, you know, that you can't train that way or that you, you know, you're going to break if you do because you're old. It's totally, that's what my experience has been as well is like, okay, if you've been in this space for a very long time, you want to explore other areas of life and other, there's other things that don't don't longer align Perfectly with you know the parkour lifestyle that um, we kind of reference you know obviously yeah. being uh, you know financially instable for example does not really work that well if you're interested in having a family um, for most people <laughs> yeah. but uh and yeah there's just certain things that you you want to grow into and so that has been fascinating and to see how that plays into your training and your willingness to be risky and and be aggressive and also just your better understanding of like what you get out of training and why I think for when you're a young person, you just have so much energy. It's like, it almost doesn't even matter. You're just like like going hard as, as you can, because there's excess, um, steam that you like have to pull the lid on, but like a certain amount of wisdom changes, like what you
1: train and why. So, yeah, yeah i think it's i was having this talk today with a friend of mine um when when i was younger uh, i used to say a lot uh, i want to go out and train and nowadays i feel more like going out to move or to walk around or to jump but it's not so much the training because i think there's a difference between training and moving mm. um i think the training is something that is very uh Go uh, attributed, like Go, go orientated mm-hmm. uh, and nowadays I don't feel like I have this many crazy goals of achieving crazy challenges and <laughs> making amazing videos or going to the competitions, being invited to events is not so much my motivation I'm, I'm more into just enjoying moving around more of a Uh, Like a workout somehow, a good way of having fun and staying fit, doing something that I really enjoy, really love. And when I just say moving or just say jumping around, I feel this big weight on getting away from my shoulders. And I feel like this is going to happen more and more now uh, because I'm more and more worried. I'm less and less worried about becoming a better athlete i'm now m- more focused on just enjoying the the man because we're lucky imagine the amount of humans who don't have passion it's like 95% of them maybe <laughs> 98 man you don't know like we ha- i uh, i don't know if you consider this to yourself but i have a passion and i feel like i found the purpose of my passion and I'm fucking lucky, you know. So <laughs> when I say I'm gonna go out and move around, it's I feel so like privileged and and so unjudgmental and yeah. And I, I maybe parkour can stop being my career or my life, but I'm quite sure that after I do other things, uh, maybe if I, if I get a normal full-time job. I'm quite sure i'm still gonna go out and move mm. maybe not train but just move so let's see can't wait
0: yeah no that's uh i yeah that's a wonderful sentiment where yeah you just appreciate it and and it is like you have nothing to prove anymore
1: yeah all that, all yeah.
0: that stuff kind of fades away so i think that's amazing what would you be doing i have i'm curious like what do you see if you were gonna do like a if it's not your life do you have any ideas on that or is it not something you think about maybe
1: Mm -hmm. i worked on a lot a lot of things during my 20s and my teenager years like i worked a lot in hostels because my mom owns a small guest house so i worked for many many years in hostels and i worked in restaurants also waiting like normal jobs and I got to tell you, man, I loved being a waiter. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. You got double of course, passion. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was weird because uh, also I was lucky because I was working like three times a week only in the evening. So there was not a lot of loads. It was it was uh, just fun somehow. It, it would never get uh, leave me too exhausted or take too much of my time. So I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, but I think that now, like, I had a lot of ideas on things I would like to do. I thought, Uh but my main goal, if I could choose, like, right now, Louis, what, what would you want to do with your life now? Mm-hmm. I, I would say I want to go to university. Ah. I really want to study, man. Fuck, I'm, <laughs> I'm so upset with myself for like it's like regret is the biggest regret i have on my 20s is not um committing to study i guess mm. but it's also not so much of a regret because when i made that decision of dropping out college or going to the easiest high school path mm-hmm. um, that was the right decision yeah. in that moment and right now my mind changed in life and i had new experiences and My interests changed and I'm really into learning and I would really like, I would love to go to university, but if I go to university, I would have to work to pay my life as a student again Mm. and I would have to study. So parkour, (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye.
0: Yeah, because then you have, yeah, it's two things. It's like, it's not just you get to go. It's like you go and you have to work to pay for it. So there's going to be some sacrifice
1: there. And I also, I would like to do something hard. I don't want, uh. I, I would like to do something, not only like, um. Uh, I love philosophy, history. I love the um, humanities, oh, yeah. socials, but I think I would like to do something more um, uh, scientific. Oh, interesting. Like a,
0: like a math science or like, um. what kind of?
1: Uh, I don't know, like- Physics? Near- Neuroscience. Neuroscience. Ooh. Oh, imagine being a neuroscientist. How cool. <laughs> Studying oh. that brain. <laughs> imagine being a neuroscientist. Scientist. Hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a neuroscientist. <laughs> you
0: know, I don't you know, know. Understand.
1: If I <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't know anyone, right?
0: I don't. I mean, I, I knew one person in college that was, was that was their path. You know, they were on that trajectory. I don't know if they f- completed it or not but that's where they were going. But I don't know anyone, yeah, that is a neuroscientist right now. It is crazy that there's just like people out there doing that. (laughs) And uh, I have no idea what they like really know that I don't know, you know? (laughs) (laughs) They speak a whole different language. They can like understand the brain. Uh, That probably influences how they can think and experience life in so many different ways yeah but i consider that you and i might also be neuroscientists in a way because we've studied the you know certainly there's there's things we've got out of our training that would map onto that that field
1: yeah i think i think it can be very analogical there's a lot of things it's just they they would have different terms and research ways but probably they haven't experienced such, so many uh, different levels of of feelings and uh, of reactions and brain activity. And we, we've been there first person, and we had to battle it in a lot of different ways, like fear or control or balance or uh, socializing or creativity, controlling aggression, self-aggression, uh mm. feeling satisfied about something feeling frustrated and we know we've been through all these sentiments um without without having to learn the name of the hormones and what is the neurotransmitter that's yeah <laughs> and what's the proteins needed for this shit instead.
0: And, <laughs> uh, and well that's that's almost worrisome to me because it's like i don't really care about the hormone name or like i want to know like how it works i want to understand how it works I don't need to well it's not that you don't need to maybe but do you ever think about this like your education I think it's really great by the way that you didn't go like you said that's the right decision because I went to school and like again for me right decision but at the same time I didn't know what I wanted to even study so I just studied whatever was in front of me (laughs) that looked good and you know it was kind of it's still helpful um, I went to the journalism schools, my degree is in journalism technically, but it's it's uh, it, through the creative advertising
1: tract, which was, it was that's very, very good. a huh? uh, degree, that's a really good degree, yeah. and relates a little bit to what you do, you, you work with marketing. Yeah,
0: no, it's with definitely podcasts. helped me um, be valuable in a way to society, and to, to help, like, because everyone kind of needs that, so... It's given me an option to work in a field that I'm interested in instead of having to like um, only do one thing. I can like work wherever I have my interest, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's been helpful and and cool because I have like graphic design skills and things. Um, And it was really helpful because I knew in that program that I have a different set of values that I was never going to be like a real marketer. The way that like they are training you to be or a graphic. What is it? just an ad agency person, like the the track that you were supposed to kind of go from there was be hired by some kind of ad agency or intern and work your way up to being like creative director, like, you know, directing the commercials and the campaigns and the print ads for these various companies. And my whole problem with that was that the whole conversation, there's no conversation about why we're promoting these brands, or just what's in, you know? To me, it was just like, who gives a shit what Nestle is doing, or Nabisco, or um mm-hmm. Twizzlers? Like, I mean, I'm naming all these candy things right now, <laughs> but <laughs> like, it just bothered me at the core that it was always just about the highest bidder. It was very, you know, ma- ma- commercialized, and materialistic industry. And there's a lot of creative people in that industry, and to me, their their talents are being more or less bastardized by um just like corporate interest and there's like no artistry in it it's just like I mean there's artistry in it but it's just like to the highest bidder and that's not a skill that I felt like I wanted to develop was like okay I just want to be able to work on whatever I wanted a little bit of purpose to what I'm doing and like what I'm trying to understand in life so that's when I you know immediately that was when I had this fork and and it was like I could Graduate and continue down this advertising path, or I could graduate. I was going to graduate either way because I s- just felt like it was smart to do that. But yeah. go down this parkour path, and and that's what I chose. And so, same yeah, similar to you, I didn't really drop out because um, I was very fortunate. Like you want to talk about privilege, uh, my parents like paid for my tuition. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's pretty much, like, why, you know, I even went to college, is, like, it was just too good an opportunity to pass up, and, and, um but I think that if, if, uh if I was going to go back now, or if I had never gone, I would also have a way better idea of, like, what I wanted to study, and how to apply myself in an educational framework, because I didn't really learn as much from the actual classes as I did just, like, from life during that period you know just from growing up being in free to like independent from my parents and things that was like what I really learned from those years it wasn't really like skills in marketing or anything like that
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. and what would you study now then
0: interestingly enough I don't think that I would go to a university right now because but if I was going to I would probably study like philosophy actually like you were saying earlier i really like just thinking maybe i would study um i learned by experience is my favorite way to learn rather so i would want to be practicing i would almost want to be in engagement with um some kind of like understudy program like I don't know what that would look like in philosophy, but like,
1: like sociology is what is, is cool, for example. Yeah, maybe. And it's something you can really put in practice every day, and mm-hmm. you can learn in practice too.
0: Yeah, I like I like a lot of subjects, psychology. I'm, yeah, I love psychology. I'm man. still interested yeah. in like spirituality, but that's partly because of my interest in psychology and like how people think mm-hmm. and evolve.
1: Yeah. Now you were saying about uh, first about the, the journalism and marketing, and I, f- I hate this world of marketing is horrible, <laughs> but he, well, here's the thing that I love so much about, for example, neuroscience or about mm. learning in general. Yes. When, when you, when you, um, like when you understand marketing and when you understand how people's brains work. You understand how why marketing people do things the way they do. Mm-hmm. You probably study this, and it's horrible. <laughs> and there's this pattern to keep the road the way it is to uh, leave this hierarchy forever because it's 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 so there. It's so intrinsic already in society. This hierarchy, we don't even think about it anymore, but it's there the whole time, and. I love neuroscience, for example, psychology or sociology, because you, you can see this, like how they are playing with us the whole time, like uh, the marketing, the advertising, mm. the the TV, the news, everything is on a way to keep their agenda the way it is. Mm. Um, that's why I think I would like to do something more scientific because it's just facts. There is very little... Uh, I wouldn't want to work for Nestle making a campaign <laughs> for them.
0: Yeah, well, that is – and that's – and I'm not uh, – just to play a little bit of devil's advocate, I want to hear what you think about this because right now is actually one of those – I think it's one of these times in history where um, I'm sure there's been other times like it and there will be more in the future, but even even with science, it's like there's – Enough influence sometimes in social in in science in in what's studied and how it's studied and who pays for the studies that there's even some of that leaching in you know like learning how to practice it and then also being able to practice it are st- still two different things like you could study neuroscience but then you might never get the funding for the the actual studies that you want to do in yeah. some cases right because it's not just in the advertising world it's like you say it's ubiquitous like this hierarchy it's everywhere and Mm -hmm. it's it's even in the in the sciences even in the hard sciences there's just blind spots because we we won't go in those directions unless they're profitable it seems like so there's a lot to to do you know (laughs) still like yeah that has like completely been ignored and so
1: um it is a it's a little bit is freedom man yeah if you if, if you know this stuff or if if you find a language to understand these social patterns you find freedom mm. if you understand that, like it, it, the language can be like spiritualism for example or it can be parkour or movement um, or it can be science or literature but if you find uh, a way to understand the roads and understand the patterns can be, can be, of course, can make you overthink a lot because you, you understand, you like, you know, the reasons why things work like that. So maybe you try, try to always calculate. But on the other hand, I think it's, uh, it's also very f- freeing. You're, you, you, you know, there's no, like, you, you find, you, you have an open horizon mm-hmm. forever because you understand things. I think, I think learning is freedom. It's more than anything else.
0: Yeah. I Yeah, I agree with you. It's really, yeah, that's like the ultimate addiction, right? Is just, just getting more and more perspective on like, whoa, I thought this was happening, but actually it goes deeper you know there's levels to this mm-hmm. game where there's more complex patterns or there's another higher perspective that you can get that is just even more revealing of of the behaviors of people and and of c- civilizations and things um, have you found any like models of of how you like to re- like think about life or society that you
1: really resonate with Ooh. I don't know. I gotta tell you that I think that capitalism works, but inequality is fucked. <laughs> if 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 capitalism would work with equality, it would be quite perfect, but poverty is fucked. <laughs> I think really if if there would be no poor people, the world mm-hmm. would be a lot better. It's the only problem about capitalism is poor people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Except from that, it's quite nice, you know, you it's,
0: uh, it's, they say the saying is it's the best, or excuse me, it's the worst system out there for government, except for all the other ones that we've tried, right? That's what people <laughs> say about capitalism, which I think is the fairest way to put it.
1: Yeah, I think, I think it works, but it's just, man, it's just, um, the, uh, there's enough resource, resources in the world enough knowledge that we don't need to live in inequality yeah uh, I don't we we know the problems like we we can understand why um someone uh, does like I, I understand why I didn't the university and I like I, I would not blame this only in the the world the because I'm, I was also very lucky like I could have studied if I wanted to mm-hmm. uh if I really really wanted to nothing was stopping me so much, but i i was i didn't also have the whole support like the like a, a home that I grew up my whole life mm. um, parents that could pay for my study um but I had everything else I had health I had uh interest time, you know, but I understand why. I didn't study, and people know why uh, poor people don't go to university. Why don't they fix it? You know, uh, we know why people get uh, addicted to drugs, for example. Mm-hmm. Why don't we work to fix it? Or, or they're, they're, we know why there is homeless people, but why are we cre- doing other things like I don't know, creating. Uh, well The headphones without <laughs> cables, is that, the, no, really, is this more important than than everyone living in a better world? Mm. All of this inequality, capitalism, yes, yes. But if capitalism only works because of inequalities, then capitalism, no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, like, I don't know what you think about it. Do you have a, do any thoughts about why we do it? Or, like, what how it would look if it um changed to be a little bit more supportive of you know just like not having people not accepting people in poverty not accepting certain
1: inequalities or injustices i don't know man i have no idea (laughs) i imagine sometimes do, do we need uh how is the name of the the chess uh in the game of chess the the small ones the pawns the pawns. I think we need pawns, and the pawns, yeah, pawns. And uh, if everyone has access to education and to uh, resources, then the the status and the power of the queen and the king and the bishop would decrease. They would be less important. So, and we need people who will be cleaners, people who will do the dirty job. Yeah. So I imagine that this this can be one of the reasons
0: yeah it's interesting we but maybe not people well i know I, what came to mind for me there is like it's just like people do want that they they do they want there's like really negative things that you can see in that which is like some people want to literally they want to be able to say like oh i'm better than than that or that person mm-hmm. You know, that, that is how they feel safe. That is how they feel uh, validated, maybe. And and obviously, nobody wants to do, like, certain jobs that are just gross. But they become even more gross and less shared as, like, society has gotten into a a, a place where we solve a lot of problems, but we also create, you know. hmm it's sort of on the backs of uh, like of the pawns, like you're saying. And and once you're in that power position, yeah, you don't want to get taken down to pawn level. And yeah, so th- there's always like, well, if you pawn and you get to the other side of the chessboard, you get to be a queen. But chances are you're not getting there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. So they kind of like dangle that carrot and like society's working. And like I, th- I agree with you that it's basically the best system that we've got so far. We just got to improve upon it. One thing that I found that I really like, even though it doesn't really exp- get offer a solution yet, but there's a theory called spiral dynamics that's super interesting that uh, goes into like ego development of people and societies. And it offers at least a theory on like how people go from, you know, like a warlord society where it's just like violence and, you know, just the biggest gun at the at the whatever the (laughs) gathering wins or like whoever can outfight anyone and then it goes into like disciplining themselves but it becomes really religious and then after that it gets to this more capitalistic society where it's like okay we were too disciplined and too constrained by rules and religion and so now we're gonna like be more about ourselves and a little bit less about the community and that's where the center of like american culture and most culture around the world is kind of right now which is in this more materialistic thing the next stage is people more start to get on board with now we are connected and we need to like help each other out basically Mm -hmm. it has all these stages red blue orange green yellow and and so on and i i I won't go into too much detail because i think i've Mm -hmm. probably not said it that clearly before and i need to study it more but it's a really fascinating theory if you want to check it out um yeah, spiral what is the name spiral? it's called spiral dynamics i, I could send you some articles and then there's another one called uh the nine stages of ego development by this woman suzanne or er- yeah Groider. um anyhow mm-hmm. they're like interesting models and yeah. only because in my experience i've kind of like seen myself uh, go through these stages i don't know do you ever do you, do you look back at your life and do you feel like you've evolved like your consciousness through certain stages where you're like, oh, I became aware of this or, you know, I was really, I was more selfish back then, but then I became more selfless. Things yeah, like
1: completely, man. Completely. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, my metrics, they change so much. Mm. Um. Uh, I think when my early 20s or my, my teen years, looking back at it, I think I was blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like like in my sometimes I look back at it and I'm like, I had no control of myself. Yeah. I I, wa- I was not I, wa- I was not thinking straight uh, almost anything. And um and then you, it's easy to realize then how much you 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 have no free will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much like you are just uh like a play-doh being molded by life mm. it's not your fault you know so and we know this we and the world knows it the politicians know it the scientists know it but we still accept to mold people in a fucked up way mm. So, just going back to that point yeah of yeah <laughs> so uh yeah and i and i i see the cycles man there's so many things that i did back then that nowadays i feel um repulsed with my own actions or thoughts (laughs) or behaviors or desires and not only not only like in one domain of life not only for example in uh, in friendship or in um, leisure like nightlife Mm. for example or or relationships I feel like it's evolving, everything is evolving a lot. And it's a cycle, is a big cycle of, and recycling too. And, but I feel also very blessed for being able to live until now without any big, like horrible things happening to my life. Yeah. And being able to look at it and understand, being aware that I'm aware. Mm. And being aware that maybe I'm not as aware as I can be in five years. That I'm still a little bit oblivious of what exactly I am doing. I'm still just a piece of Play-Doh being molded by experiences in society. So, yeah. It's crazy,
0: man. It is crazy. It's absolutely crazy, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, think I think my main
1: goal is to make a good, to be a good father, man. I really mm-hmm. want to be a good dad. I want to put a nice human in the world. Like I think this is the the it's from now, what I maybe. learned, I this is what I want to put. I want a good human in the world. This this is the the best thing I could do right now for me. It's not like I want to be a dad. now. I don't no, I don't have a baby fever. Mm-hmm. But um, I I feel like it's the best thing I could do right now. To myself or to the society is to. I think I, I could be a good father now with the things I learned. Mm.
0: That's powerful. I think, do you want to, is it something you and your girlfriend are talking about? Or is it just something that's on your no. no, 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 no. <laughs> Not I'm that. I'm still doing parkour for a living. Okay, okay? Well, just chill, just chill. <laughs> <All> right, right. <laughs> no, I think that's great, though. I, I, I resonate with that. Yeah, I think that one of the things that parkour might have offered, and again, I'm going to talk a little bit in the Spiral Dynamics language, but mm-hmm. it, was more of this evolved if if i look at the community that is parkour culture and in the community it is like the next stage in that process whereas society was more on this orange stage i can look and see that the parkour community offers like this more green level is what the next stage is basically um it's just more community based it's more it has more values and and looks more at the uh not more values i guess but different values that are more in line with the environment, protecting the environment and, you know, helping each other out rather than just being money-based. You know, there was always such a sort of taboo around making money in parkour because um, one of the things about this theory is like you you actually do want to integrate all these phases. Like you want to understand and and be able to practice capitalism where it's necessary and -hmm. things like that, but you don't want to be out of balance and abuse it. Um, and you also don't want to be like so against it that you don't even understand it you know if if you if you're hating or shaming on capitalism then or any of these stages you would be basically not integrating that part of it and and do you know what i'm saying there yeah, 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 yeah. so yeah, interestingly enough i just think that yeah it's it's parkour and and I'm sh- there's many other communities and things but there's starting to be these little examples of different communities and cultures that are trying to live differently and trying to look at things a little bit more um, from a better perspective and at the same time we're going to have to integrate some of these older things and I think this there's a theory that you know this is why people like Jordan Peterson for example has like this big presence in the in the global sphere right now is because he offers a good way to look at how to integrate some of those older stages and he also gets a lot of pushback because he's looking kind of back you know at the older stages um, or the younger stages you could say or the less evolved ones whatever does that make sense
1: yeah yeah so but like if, if, if but if he's you're helping able to you, look back yeah you understand better the future and exactly,
0: the and so you look at like someone like a Tony Robbins or whatever he's like super orange, but he's like a really healthy expression of it um he's like very just like, oh, you know <laughs> mm-hmm. and but then like you think about who knows I don't know i'm mean, I'm trying to think of like even parkour examples of like um someone. You know, I don't know if you've been listening. To, I don't want to put Ilabaka on the spot, but I put I listened to Daniel Ilabaka's podcast with Flynn Disney. Mm-hmm. I needed another one. Did you listen to those?
1: I didn't listen to this one. No.
0: Um, well, I won't even spoil anything for you because I think it's worth re-listen before I even try to dissect and yeah. to integrate that. But it's you know he's another one of our heroes in the in this community. But he maybe even started to see a different level of, of perspective outside of the community, which drew him kind of away from parkour, but still further into his own path. And I think he speaks a little bit about that in that episode, like not directly, but um, it's just super interesting because, be because of, uh, I think the people that are kind of drawn into parkour, they're, they in my view, there seems to be a lot of readiness and even eagerness to, gain that awareness and keep going with, with whatever, um, took them from the mainstream society into something that they felt was a little bit higher, higher purpose or something or higher perspective. And then that doesn't necessarily end in, in that, in that one jump, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah, Yeah, it's very like-minded people. Mm -hmm. It's not like, I don't believe so much that, uh, it's like the chicken and the egg thing I don't, I don't believe that parkour made people be no yeah i mean yeah. the way they are mm-hmm. i feel like people chose parkour because they have uh, similarities mm-hmm. in their personality and that's why it's, um, the community has this special view but do, do you do you, do you think that the community actually has uh is actually really special
0: <laughs> what like you it, mean, like, you? It, like
1: kai willis kai willis was saying you know yeah well we, we talked about like it in it our is...
0: last episode too
1: yeah but, but, <laughs> but do you think do you think it, it is the co- the community not the sport do you think the community is mm-hmm. special compared to other ones i have i, I have my, my 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 opinion about this okay i think it is but um i don't think it is that advanced i think there's a lot that can be worked on i think we're still a bunch of teenagers yeah <laughs> many things yeah I, I was
0: gonna say yes and no i want to hear yours do you want to hear your first or you you want to tell me? no you say okay first. what i was what i thought about was no here's no here's why no i think people ultimately there's like people that are like the community that we see in parkour there's communities that are just they have the same qualities in different mm-hmm. sports or different characteristics like we we t- we check a lot of the same boxes as probably lots of other communities do mm-hmm. um, but we definitely c- can check our boxes in a unique way uh, that and that's what I would say about yes is like we definitely check a certain ordering of like themes and what's important to us and values and behaviors and how we interact with each other in a unique way. And it is defined by our practice to an extent, just of mm-hmm. what does it mean, to, you know? And I think so that'll align us more with other disciplines where you're using just your body, maybe no apparatus, and also other disciplines where, you know, like skateboarding and BMX, where there is sort of like that teenage, like, I wanna see what I can do and just like go as hard as I can and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. We, we have some mirror, mirroring there. But like I, I agree with you as well that like something like that's what one of the things that I really enjoy about watching MMA and, and fighting is I think that their culture is also special. Um I just think to be able to fight is a uniquely defining characteristic of any community. And so wrestling and jujitsu mm-hmm. and then ultimately MMA I think offers something to the psyche and to the type of person it creates that at least interests me more than than other sports um yeah and i think that we we have some of the same boxes checked because for whatever reason i just have always viewed parkour as sort of a martial art even though it has nothing to do with combat really yeah Mm -hmm. me too for sure yeah
1: for me it's way closer to martial art than to athletics or gymnast, gymnastics mm-hmm. um okay yeah i agree with you this this about this uh, way of uh checking the boxes mm-hmm. just give me a second i'm gonna so- turn on the light and and yeah get some water time. okay
0: yeah so- yeah let's all take a water break if you're at home get some water maybe a sip of coffee maybe a kombucha what else do you got Got popcorn, pop a kernel right now. We're chilling, big chilling.
1: Okay, I'm back. He's back. And it's so <laughs> light now. Yeah, looks uh, good. <laughs> um, so, my opinion is I think that there's a lot of things, just like you said, yes and no, because I think there's a lot of things that make the community very special. Um, the thing that I like the most is street wisdom. I love it. What is it? Uh, street, wisdom. street wisdom. That's how I call it. Oh, you're going to have to talk about that more because I want to hear what that's about. <laughs> uh, street wisdom is the how as you say, I'm using the, the your, your your definition of parkour very much now. Thank you very much, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> parkour is the art of piloting your body the, through the, the environment. Mm. I love this. Thank you. And I feel like um, we get this street wisdom to so a very high level. No I don't I don't understand no I don't believe that there can be any other discipline that makes you more ready for street than us mm. In every like we know textures, we know heights, we know distances, we know how to evaluate problems, we know, fastest ways not so fastest ways mm. we know how to balance really well we can climb we know how to use like all the all, all the body in, in a way to not being trapped we we are able to survive a zombie apocalypse oh for sure and you know the, and i love this very much i also love the easiness of parkour as it is a sport that doesn't require equipment uh Our economy is not based on a product, which makes everyone very uh, equal. Everyone is the same. Mm. We, when I say easiness is like um, ease, like, I don't know the word. Anyway, you're (laughs) going to get it. Uh, I like the fact that we buy food in the supermarket and sit on the floor to eat. Um, We don't like, we don't like uh, to make fuss. In the place where we go, usually, usually we're really quiet. We don't leave trash around. We're very like. Uh, it's just street wisdom. I love this. But I on like the other to... hand, oh yeah, keep, keep hmm? going, keep going. But the no part of the story is that we hate money. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> we we are not capitalist cap- capitalism ready. Uh, it there is this this. T- of making money Mm. and uh, and we are so into apparel and t-shirts and i know that this is paying a lot of people's bills but we overlooking education a lot i think is the biggest tool of parkour and the biggest uh, income the way of creating a economy creating a gdp is that how you call it gdp
0: um like, yes like i money. don't know i know what you mean like yeah income gross yeah. domestic product is what gbdp stands for i think that might be reserved for like national yeah yeah but also we imagine parkour GDP but this is parkour be, nation we're talking about the nation's the parkour nation parkour. gdp yeah no i love it
1: yeah yeah it's like i think that the parkour gdp could be a lot higher if we would uh, use more believe more in the power of our education mm. um and I feel like, yeah, so this is the part that is my no. I feel like we are still in the very teenager years mm-hmm. of being a structured organism. Right now, we're just messy, messing around, <laughs> jumping around, which is great, of course. But I want, I wanted to be able to... Only do parkour for living in a comfortable way, without having to worry how I'm gonna pay my my rent next month. You know,
0: yeah, without absolutely. having to
1: rely on commercial work. So, uh, except from that, yes, we are. I think we're quite special. But
0: I love the way you point out the street wisdom. <laughs> I like to use the word tactical when I think about those things. And I think yeah, there's extreme tactical. Awareness that you get in and like urban environments, especially for any zombie apocalypse scenario, and even just knowing people's behaviors, like you know you can sense when security might be coming, or like what's the <laughs> likelihood of anyone seeing you up here and having a problem with it, and you know depending on your training styles, obviously, but that's also dependent on the location of that you, where you are and things and. And sometimes, you know, yeah. even what you look like and, and all that. So, we definitely have some street wisdom. It's super cool.
1: I like that. And I like, li- people say, oh man, parkour's, you, people keep saying that you do parkour this, this old way, the old school way of doing parkour for being efficient and to be ready. So, using parkour as a, as a tool to be strong, to be useful. And but how many times in your life have you used parkour? Actually, how many times was, was it useful? It, was it useful? And I gotta tell you, it's a lot of times, man. Yeah, a lot of times we just don't talk about it. But for example, <laughs> the other day, there was an old man going down Kaos, my favorite spot. He was taking this big cardboard, cardboard box to the trash and he had to go through these stairs with this big cardboard box, older man. And like, for, for me, it was so simple to move it yeah. move around the, <laughs> the walls of chaos with the box, you know, yeah. just to put it on the trash. <laughs> but for him, it was a, it's a struggle. One useful moment, for example. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it happens so many other times, like these little things. It doesn't mean uh, running away from the, the police or catching the thief. I've let so
0: many people into means- their homes or into their businesses. <laughs> Maybe not so many, but I've definitely done it like at least six or seven times where someone is locked out of their apartment in my apartment complex. I had to like climb up and get their window propped open and climb in or like <laughs> even the other day at work, like climb through the roof and the ceiling tiles and like we're through the the roof hatch to like open up a, you know, someone forgot a key or something. And it's yeah. like the difference between paying like two hundred dollars for a locksmith and or, you know, just being able to do the skills. So, yeah, yeah. I love that. It's practical and I like where you're going with the education because ultimately if at least for a while there be a huge boom for the GDP where everyone kind of understands that this is worth having and then you know you might arrive at a society where everyone's pretty goddamn nimble you know <laughs> after <laughs> like you know a couple of decades of that education and it's just kind of inherent you wouldn't really need the education anymore it's like part of the fabric of societies that people are generally healthier more agile I'm sure there'd be outliers still, but it'd be interesting yeah. to see what the human race would look like if people were just, everyone was just a little bit more like on the level. They like, you know, they could do their, at least their arms of reach um, jumps, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah, and climb and balance. Yeah. There's a lot, and <laughs> we, we, we also, we, we have no idea like uh, how, for us it's so simple to walk on a rail, on a handrail. Man, it's it's not that easy. <laughs> no, it's like uh, someone who never practiced parkour, it's or it lining or like, gymnastics. I don't know, but not very active. But even gymnastics is not that simple. It is. It requires is a quite complex uh, task. And um, when I say education, I think it's like it's like what you said with martial arts. I feel I feel like the main uh, income to martial arts GDP. Is education, too. Is all the martial arts schools that are out there. There are so many of them. And there is this perfect structure, these uh, levels, and then you have the competitions also. But they are not the main event. That's not where the most money is going to, I guess. Maybe, I of course, know. in the mainstream events with all the branding and the, the sponsors and the pay-per-view. That would actually be but- a really
0: interesting question because some of these fighters get paid you know, boatloads of money. Yeah. So I wonder how it actually compares to all the schools because again like there's just one-off events and there's very few fighters that get paid that kind of like top level yeah. cash and often it's a tied with their other sponsorship opportunities it's not just mm-hmm. like but sorry to cut you off I was just like that is no, it's okay but
1: there's a crazy amount of schools yeah. there's, there's a, there there are martial arts schools in every neighborhood at least yeah. one. Oh yeah. At least one. There's like three in just in my like
0: 1 mile radius here it feels like
1: yeah and and they are they are sustainable Mm -hmm. and they are very normalized and i think that uh, parkour is is the same level of usefulness as martial arts Uh, if, if if it becomes normal to teach parkour and that kids learn parkour when they're kids then we are set to have high level people content creators Mm. You know, uh, but it, it needs to be normal to teach parkour and it needs to be normal to do parkour, not on a high level of jumping rooftops, but just doing parkour as a sport to stay fit and to be able to pilot yourself in the environment easily. And I think it's something that we can work towards. Um, uh, my, my student, uh, Luca, mm-hmm. he, he told me that parkour needs a rebranding because the word parkour is already uh, very related to crazy people jumping on rooftops and doing Mm -hmm. amazing stunts. And it is true, if you, I I say this to some people sometimes, Uh, I feel like when we got into parkour 2005, 2007, it was so much more engaging because the level was not so high. So it felt like it was possible for everyone. And nowadays, if you want to start parkour, you see what's online. You see all this, the level of people, crazy things that Don't, don't Tomato is doing. <laughs> and people are like, I'm never going to do this in my life. So they don't even start. So we completely lose. We're not having the same, uh, um, we're not giving the chance for education. If we So rebranding it to, to it would be good. Instead of calling it parkour, we call it uh, 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 movement or tactical movement. <laughs> tactical or, movement. <laughs> human piloting human piloting <laughs> <laughs> human street wisdom
0: piloting tactical. oh my god i don't know if that would be the answer personally i think that like i don't know that you can divorce it like the competition hmm that's tough because that's what's weird about it okay because i'm thinking i'll keep comparing it to martial arts you see a fight you see a street fight. That's not the highest level. You're not going to see the high level sh- fighters on the street doing like mm-hmm. just punching people in the face. That's not going to happen. So the highest level of martial arts, there might be martial artists that just never compete, but they, you know, because they they have a certain view of the philosophy or they don't believe in it. You know, the same way people have a problem with capitalism in parkour. But let's just say that forget those people right now the best people the best fighters in the world are on stage in a competition whereas with parkour it's hard to imagine us getting to a place where the best people in the world are actually the winners of the competitions because the competition not that there is the best and all that but the competition formats have not yet lent themselves to be interesting to spectators and at the same time reflective of like how people are training and what people are really like training for and Mm -hmm. and what the community finds like to be the best so it'll be interesting to see if it ever matches up you know but yeah it is it's weird that like yeah I don't know what I was getting at there it's just that it's just (laughs) kind of like I was just thinking well you know like the best parkour in my that's just my opinion I guess my opinion the best parkour you're going to see can't happen in a competition really like realistically um i mean it could it well, could but the competition competes. would have to be ridiculous like I'm, I'm, i'd am i have to like i don't think for example just like the very fact that it's um happening inside a facility that's designed for parkour yeah it just it's not gonna It's never going to like kind of measure to the same level as what people will do on the streets. And so it's just interesting that we are limited in that way, unless we take the competitions to a level that it just doesn't seem feasible in my head. Where you know, you have some kind of like ninja warrior esque challenge series of challenges or something, but Mm -hmm. it's like on the streets, you know, people talk about that all the time over water or something
1: would be really cool yeah Yeah. street skills competition i think is the is is the the could be the most accurate yeah and not with preset challenges yeah challenges people make on the spot like um you just walk around the city with all the competitors and one say okay this is the challenge poof and the others have to do it and because also you have to be good in all these different styles
0: yeah no i agree like i think about like um the king of the road series that store kind of like did something similar in their one of their recent videos where they have like they have to do this this and this challenge Mm -hmm. but like to do them fastest that's an interesting format but i like what you're saying you don't really want to pre-judge or pre-set the challenge but it'd be interesting to see if like you have the same spot and each people like do something over a gap or through this space. Um, and mm-hmm. then over like a course of like maybe a, an average of like five or 10 spaces, there's some kind of declaration of a winner, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it, it always falls apart in my head. It's like, well, it's just not going to really be the,
1: the pinnacle of what we can offer. But is it, is it, is it possible to say who is the best that's parkour. it's not even never no never gonna be man it's it because there is not even like a a perfect label for what what could be the best uh, it's not like because salgado is the f- fastest in comp- a lot of competitions or you or dylan you're always like it doesn't mean that you're better than um andy's for example who probably mm. sucks in a speed comp <laughs> but there is no there is no it's too difficult to say like what is the best yeah you'd have
0: court. to have like a matchup and it would be kind of false and that's like what's interesting about these belts in the ufc for example I mean, i'm all about the ufc today
1: sorry about this it's okay Come but on. it is like do you watch it at all not so much i'm not into fighting fair play <laughs> never did my shorts
0: fair play um it's, like, interesting the timing of these these belts and who becomes champion and for how long and things because for some fighters, it's just, like, they came at the wrong time. So the guy that mm-hmm. could beat them was just there the time that they were there. Otherwise, they would have been champion. And then other people, they come in when there's no – there's not as much competition in that division. Mm-hmm. And so they might have, like, this kind of on paper big-looking title reign, but they didn't really – fight as hard as somebody who never campaigned never became champion like there's this guy that fought last night tony ferguson who he put together a 12 fight win streak with a lot of savage people and as opponents but he never held the uh the the belt he had that interim belt but partially because the timing was just off and now he's kind of too old he'll never really get it, it doesn't look like um mm-hmm. but you have someone like khabib I mean, it's just interesting, like even in that sport where they say, all I'm trying to say is even in the UFC where, you know, you're like, okay, well, these people were the best. There's still lots of contention over who is really the best. And it's just kind of, you know, the more I've watched it, the more I realize that, yes, there's, there's people that are in the conversation, which makes sense. You know, you could put certain people in the par- conversation of parkour, who's the best, but you could never really land on any one of them because there's just too many variables.
1: Yeah, too many variables. Too many, man. It, there, there can be a lot of best for a lot of different variables. Yeah. Like the best one in drop priests, there's Andy's. Yeah. Or you could say the best one in sketchy challenges could be, I don't know, like um, mm. uh, So there's too many variables. And I don't think it's, it's necessary because as a martial art Parkour is seen as a martial art. We're all different artists, and each one has a different style of of art. And it's not like one artist is better than the other one. It's, they're just different, and it's nice to that they are they are different. If it would all be the same, also it's not. It would be fun. It would be weird.
0: No. <laughs> um. I want to ask you about your podcast. You know, obviously, you had a bit of a hiatus, probably from getting new internet set up and things in your place <laughs> what are what are your goals going on forward with that and like are you excited to announce any like particular conversations or are you um continuing on like with, with mm. something new or like i'm just curious where you're headed with with uh swapping shoes and and, um, and the arch club in
1: general well i, I don't I, I don't i don't i don't Actually, have a big, big goal, super mm-hmm. crazy goal. I want to stay consistent and and keep them coming. Uh, it got to a point right now where I'm more interested in having uh, conversations that are not so much about the personality, but more about uh, parkour institution, in in a sense. Because I think that like, we we need we need that we have this this time before fig wants to take parkour again to the olympics Mm. we are now in this break that we can finally have a parkour world federation and fig cannot just take parkour as gymnastics to to the olympics and i think that like like Kalum is writing a book Mm. (laughs) by accident and you have all these guys like scientific bouncing on instagram Oh, rubbing the coach you have your podcast you have park you there's all this good stuff happening uh, and i feel like it's time to put everything i would love that swapping shoes is a place where you you have all uh, many important conversations together mm. in a sense it's like a library of and the library maybe, sorry
0: you cut out a library of what
1: Oh, I forgot what did I say? (laughs) Library of um, ideas of people of this generation and Mm -hmm. ideas, personalities. And it would be good if the Arch Club and Swapping Shoes are are helping or contributing in any way that we finally have a parkour earth, uh, like this big federation, strong one, um, that we create something a strong institution for the next generation to have like more structure for their practice or if they want to follow parkour as a career that they have like at least someone looking out for them um they have chance to have a, a federation in each country one federation that will help them with physiotherapies if needed or a, place to train or someone like a manager that can get them uh, sponsorships and uh, mm. help their their athletic life so i feel like i would love that swapping shoes is a platform that we can discuss these ideas to make parkour like a uh, strong institution for 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 those who need um but for now also man it's fun i enjoy doing it i i, I have one coming friday with joel larson okay from Keeper. yeah it was nice completely different generation he's 19 he's uh, yeah. fucking sick <laughs> yeah super active um and yeah i'm just gonna it's always a little bit uh on the spot like i see someone on instagram and i'm like oh maybe i can invite this person to the one cool yeah uh and yeah, I don't know. And the Arch Club, I also think it's that's what is the goal of Arch Club is to create this hub of culture and community and uh, a place filled with education, no content, good information. And I would love to have Swapping Shoes, the series on, on YouTube also. Uh, yeah. Like a 10 episode series that I would go to like to denver you live in denver now right i do go to denver hang out with you for a day train in the meanwhile we're talking like a podcast like a so, but still training with a kyle for example filming and same type of format of meeting someone of the community but together with movement and Mm. video that would be lovely
0: yeah i love that idea
1: and yeah, but there's a lot of things in the in the oven that we want to create, like a big event. I really want to organize a skill competition, street, in mm. this one. Uh, but first with preset challenges, but maybe one day without preset challenges. Yeah, um, and maybe work towards the gym. I don't know. Let Let's see. I have this. This year is the year that I'm deciding if I'm gonna keep going on parkour as a career or if I will. Like just take it as a hobby and get a day job and stuff. Mm. But, but in the meantime, I'm really I'm really motivated like on doing the things I'm doing, the projects I'm doing now. I'm also making a video for a few months already that was supposed to come out yesterday on my birthday. But uh, it didn't because life, too many <laughs> things going on. I, I could not go film pretty much. Uh-huh. I trained, but I could not go film because the the video is not uh like a normal training video it's what is it it's more uh, special I well don't wait if, i don't wanna. <laughs> I, I don't think i want to tell yet okay 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 <laughs> um it's not it's not, it's not nothing you don't take it personally okay Brandon. okay it's, it's it's just because i don't want to say something and then it doesn't happen yeah sure you know i feel you yeah uh, that's wise but uh, a few people saw, I already have half filmed, a little bit more than half filmed, mm. and it's seven minutes long, and a few people saw it, and it's not an incredible video, but to the people that I showed, showed, they, they tell me the feeling that I have of the video. Mm. They always say, wow, that's peaceful. That's usually the, the feeling. Oh, cool.
0: Well, I'm excited yes. for it, for sure. I'll be
1: keeping an eye out for that so swapping shoes video classes and uh helping parkour become a more structured sport that's my plan for my 30s around in the sun
0: hell yeah (laughs) yeah man do you have any uh visions of what the the future will look like like more specifically with competition or with um i guess just like you know when you see somebody when you talk to somebody like joel larson what are you seeing like for the future of of parkour athletes and and when you see like i saw this little kid the other day i forget his handle on instagram but he's he couldn't be more than like eight i think and he was just saw, just ripping so like with cool tech i was like oh shit we're getting like asian the, yeah yeah Asian yeah. Kid, right? he was like vince i forget what his name is what is it did you know He was like, I was like, oh, my God, there's like the Nigel Houston level like talent that might come up. You know what I mean? Where it's just like some kid who's just super into parkour from birth, basically. And then, yeah, I'm just curious what you think about the future of of what we're going to see. And, you know, obviously Uh with Dom Tomato doing the Kong front, that was that was just next level. We're starting (laughs) to just kind of like see like, all right, well, just when we thought there was a cap on this, there's, you know, a fucking new domain to play in. (laughs) <laughs>
1: um I feel I feel like maybe it's not gonna change a lot on not on level. level is already changing, of course, mm. but I feel like we we reached the good concepts already. Mm. like we got good formats for competition, so skill speeds and style, they work perfectly. I like them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that they will happen um more regularly and i hope that we we will have competitions that repeat every year like an apc Mm. i think it's really important that we have this and also events like for the love movement um would be good to have always a strong for the love movement this or the beast calls jam is the biggest one in america maybe is it
0: that might be the biggest one i mean there's colorado used to have a really big jam we haven't had it for a Mm -hmm. few years i'm trying to think if there's other ones but yeah
1: anyhow yeah i know what you mean uh, i feel like this this would be really good to keep having some regular events that happen uh, every year and that all have different characters um, for example for a lot of movement is obviously the the gym event in the netherlands mm. um, where people go a little bit crazy doing things in the pretty much same uh, setup every year it mm-hmm. changes the, the 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 place but it's Kind of the same. Yeah. I've never been, but <laughs> uh, it looks crazy. Yeah. It's always a little bit like. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I like it too. I hope it's going to happen. I, I'm yeah. quite sure it will actually, but I hope, I hope this, that it keeps
0: happening. I would love um, to go to NAPC this year. I don't know if they're going to do it. Chances are probably not. I'm assuming, but, hmm. but next year, hopefully they come back with, uh, with the next one.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I like, really like the, the idea of, outside skill competitions. Imagine a oh, yeah. skill competition in, in IMAX. Dude, It would be so dope.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would be so cool. You just have to do it under the radar, I guess, a few times because it's probably a nightmare to get the permits and things. But they did mm-hmm. it in, a, what was that, the Hop the Block? I don't know if they got permits for that or not, but they had that yeah. like Swedish, um, or not Swedish, excuse me. That was the Net- Netherlands, the Dutch competition. Mm, on and the that- spot. Yeah, own the spot. That was, a, yeah, not hop the block. They were, hop the block yeah, was way, cool. be, that was way before that. But yeah, own the spot. Yeah. That was super cool.
1: Yeah, I think we, we we need, we need skill competitions outside, man. When this happens and we have a strong one that is repeating every year, parkour is going to get a lot of traction from, from the public because it can mm-hmm. be really cool. Well, like,
0: we, we have Red Bull coming back at least this yeah, year, right? Yeah, that's cool. That's coming up soon. July. Did you see the, um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. You could probably give me a lesson on that. The most recent event.
1: Ah, uh, Al-Andalus. Yeah. The, that the one. speed and <laughs> style, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I liked it. I think it was a cool con- I I like that the, they were trying to do a new format also that mm-hmm. connect that uh, got put together speed and and style. I don't think it didn't work. I, I feel like it worked quite well
0: yeah I, th- I see potential as well in that i think there's some tweaks um open up like a little bit i don't know i didn't like study it but it looked it looked interesting to be able to mix yeah. it up and like add or excuse me subtract time from your run by doing some flips and stuff yeah. um, i'd like to see it even more open-ended almost but it's interesting
1: yeah, I like I liked it. I think it just has to work more and more times and more trial and error, so they fix. People love the the like
0: one v one too, like the two lanes of people yes, against each other. yes, that is probably the most exciting to watch at least for most of us, even though.
1: I think that skills competition can also be really exciting, man. I loved watching APC. Maybe for me, mm. it was. Of course, I'm into parkour. I understand a little bit the, the 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 difficulty of the challenges. So it's way more interesting for me than it, it is for uh, someone who doesn't practice. Uh, but I think it can be really strong. Like a, like a, imagine on TV, a nice skill competition outdoor, like nice lights, mm. like the audience <laughs> looking challenge with the water also you know for example if you fall you're going to the water if you don't stick water yeah
0: you know, if they go to that what was that in out. hungary where a store was that'd be a perfect place to do it just like yeah in hamburg hamburg, hamburg, hamburg. sorry i'm yeah. getting my h's mixed up my <laughs> h cities and that's a country hungary i'm an idiot but
1: <laughs> you know, i need it man there's too many places in the road. oh my god like, i could not name all the american places either the different roads different roads um yeah so i feel like this, this is gonna be good the skills skills competition speed and of course the road chase tag it's gonna be massive i guess oh yeah and i think it's it's gonna be even i, I just don't like the the course i'm not a fan
0: i'm not either um they're actually bringing a quad i i think to colorado one of the the world chase tag things and you know the team here the apex team and and maybe others are gonna you know have that to practice on and obviously they were champions last um and the american Mm, circuit how were they yeah so nice um but yeah for me like um, my competition days are already behind me. But you know, with with Chase Tag, I never really wanted to. I don't. It's never been that into the the course and and how it all yeah. like, like works. But that's just because of me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, people are stoked on it, so um, I think it's, it's so exciting for public for the public. Yeah, yeah. So. What is it that you don't like about it? Is it just that it's static, or that it's, or is what is it? Uh,
1: I, it looks ugly, I guess, to me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the way it looks. Like, all the rails looks dangerous also with all those bars. There's so many accidents, man. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you're trying to keep your eyes on something that's not your feet, like, and you're running on bars and things, like, I'm surprised, actually, that there weren't even more bales than I than I saw. Yeah. It's very...
1: But I feel like, imagine if it is, if it is uh, even safer... The obstacle uh, setup, then people can push the level of running and moving around even to to even higher, you know, hmm. because they can put more parkour technique. They can run faster than they can do even nicer things to the ice. Uh, but I also understand the difficulties because if you put uh, for example solid objects then when you're filming you cannot see behind there's a lot of blind spots also if you're running if, if you're taking part of the competition mm-hmm. so it is it's a difficult uh concept but yeah I, I i like to watch it but i i, I don't want to do it you know i i did i did one um oh, tech did? competition last year nice in uh, but the tv one and it was very different because they have all these different formats of uh, tag games. It's not only the, the obstacle race. Oh, really? Is Yeah. They had, uh, for example, uh, we're running against a, a motorcycle. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It was really cool. It's like the catch. The, the Ashigaru guys, they're always there. Oh, okay. They, they already have six, five, oh, wait, like five I or saw six some, seasons.
0: I saw some of that. Yeah, I saw some of that floating around.
1: Yeah, it's cool. They have all these different format, formats of competitions, and everything is tag, and I like that. Did they? I like the idea of having different stages,
0: like Super Smash Bros. So it's like you're playing on this level instead of this one. So you might have Mm -hmm. like you have you know if it evolves that way, I think that'd be even more interesting. I like the idea of it kind of being like oh they're on the whatever. And yeah. this guy's really good at that. He's, uh, he's good at Turtle Land or whatever it is. Like, I don't know what they mm-hmm. would call it. But, um, yeah, we'll see, man. I'm really excited. I'm just happy to... What do you think is going to happen? With what? The
1: next and With the parkour road community in the next... Like, how do you feel? Do you have, like, an idea on how it will look like in 2050?
0: 2050? No, I have yeah. no clue. That's way too far out. Come on, twenty nine years is not much.
1: What? Twenty-nine years.
0: Twenty-nine years. It's only, you know, almost my entire life. <laughs> um I I really don't know what in twenty fifty I mean, I think it's as likely that parkour is not even a word that anyone ever says and no one does almost as it is like that it's it's like completely ubiquitous and everyone's doing it. And like some of the biggest superstars in the world are like doing uh doing parkour and um, that, you know, the competition format is like evolved because interestingly enough, okay, go throwing it back to the spiral dynamics. It's like mm-hmm. the way, the way I see the biggest opportunity for maybe potential GDP growth and, and just more eyes and attention in parkour is if consciousness evolves in such a way, you know, collectively that, we start to go, okay, you know what? I love watching UFC personally, but at the same time, I know that, you know, these guys are getting brain trauma. You know, it's like, this isn't, it's like, okay, but it's also like, we might get to a place, you know, down the road where we just like, aren't really about, you know, punching each other and and like KOing each other and making people slur their words late in their age. You know, I mean, I think there'll probably always be a place for that kind of like, animalistic intent and spirit, but it might have to evolve away from the violence right now. I think it's, it's like peak violence times and maybe it gets even worse. Like we start to, you know, we've seen now with the success of the UFC that people are taking off the gloves and they're doing bare knuckle fights and, oh. you know, we have YouTube fighters and things. Um, but it might like taper off and then there'll be more space and people like, might have a more of a appetite for something that's not so, visceral and just a little more athletic and and i think when it comes to like markets and things i think like the the ufc will start to eat up the older sports i think it'll just kind of like our taste will change Mm -hmm. as a society and there'll be a time for parkour where it is like more mainstream and more people are just like appreciative of what it is and what it offers and like how cool it is what we can do um, as practitioners and what they could do if they started practicing and I just I don't think that that time has come yet just just silence that Um, but all that to say I don't think parkour's time has come yet where it's like even though, you know, we had, like, a really big boom in initially with things like Ultimate Parkour Challenge and whatever, mm-hmm. I think there'll be um, a new high-water mark that will, like, destroy the, you know, whatever the the awareness of parkour that used to be um, down the road. And it might be, you know, hopefully we, we sort it out with the Olympics and stuff, but that might be one of the, the places where it starts to spark, hopefully, you know, with with the right people in the right respect to to our heritage
1: but yeah yeah but maybe 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 we just we've already been there in the the peak of popular it's and true maybe we always gonna stay underground like like uh, just in, like a hobby an activity like uh in line or yeah or skateboard. But not as, of course, never as influential as skateboard because different things, but. Uh, yeah, maybe in the future,
0: it's like, you know the mixed martial arts, I think there might be a blending of things again, like down the road where it's like, parkour might just be one discipline like jujitsu that gets integrated into some other thing that is actually really popular, but it's not parkour. Like jujitsu is not like this world phenomenon thing as much as it's kind of, it's, it's more niche and underground like parkour is now but mma is like the the superstar ha- mm-hmm. expression where where jujitsu jiu- is most relevant and parkour might end up being something like that down the road where there's like sort of a hybridization of sports because people are starting to I mean, we see that already in in our sport with you know the bean guys for example and like you know there's a lot of cross-pollination already even within parkour like Leila Baca we mentioned earlier, is in, in line. I used to skateboard. Kai Willis used to skate. And we see some mixing of that. And so maybe the future extreme athlete or whatever that person is, is going to have to be like a beast on a mountain bike and a skateboard and a, <laughs> yeah. and a BMX bike and do parkour and pogo stick, hopefully not. But like, <laughs> <laughs> like well, I could see that being like, I could see parkour being a fundamental practice inherent in like some new hybrid sport that has like that that superstar or that next level whatever
1: yeah but can we this the rebranding that i was talking about that's like, the rebranding the rebrand but then it wouldn't be parkour M-
0: it would be it'd be parkour plus some other shit
1: yeah but like like movement you know like ido movement oh yeah you know the Id- if
0: maybe if- parkour absorbs all of those yeah exactly
1: parkour absorbs that too and it has more like a a functional training crossfit type of uh, market we just eat it up we eat up crossfit
0: we eat up Edo. (laughs) we eat up gymnastics we eat up like
1: i think they have more structure to eat us now i think they actually they do it already like ninja warrior for example (laughs)
0: oh man yeah (laughs) we will we'll have to david goliath this one
1: i guess i don't know what we're gonna do but (laughs) yeah Yeah, but i i feel like this idea of being a bubble a fundamental in a in a hybrid connection of many disciplines i think that's that's already what it is Mm. parkour is already um it has already the movement the Edo star style have uh, things from capoeira and gymnastics and the free running style you have climbing elements from uh, climbing and you have athletics things and it, it is already a discipline mm. in, in my opinion um, but i think that maybe a rebranding could help a lot <laughs> uh, just to make it more accessible you know yeah because well, it ju- it, ju- it can sound quite lame <laughs> to a few people like what you're gonna do oh, i'm gonna go and train some parkour <laughs>
0: that is a big problem with us marketing wise like my marketing brain now turning on it's like you can't just say like i have to go do parkour you have to do it you have to practice it you have to train it yeah. you can't just be like oh we're doing this we're playing
1: yeah, skating we're like, not skating we're not skating for example.
0: but soccer is like that you play soccer you don't but you soccer, don't... Is soccer. <laughs>
1: soccer is soccer soccer. but yeah. like if you go to the gym you go training if you tell anyone like i'm gonna go training uh, usually is already going to the gym to be fit and like aesthetically or just well-being parkour if you say go training like We we can just say moving or jumping around, you know?
0: Okay. I'll start saying it if you do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, moving and jumping Uh, around. We'll start the rebranding. You know, I'm trained in this. This is my field of study, as we talked about. So I'll get on it. Hopefully, I can come up with some (laughs) solutions. But cool. Yeah, please,
1: please, please do this. Uh, And also, Kalum is also very interested in the Flynn's idea for a name of the practitioner. Mm, what is it and i'm already i'm already putting it also in my vocabulary in my day-to-day life what is I'm Flynn's idea I heard shoes. it's a parkourist parkourist Ooh. okay what is, it's, what, it's
0: is nice. what is what is your it... opinion on it or what is Callum's like why do you guys
1: like it uh i I don't even know i, I like it because it it's good it, okay it, it, it's, it's it's got accurate. the name
0: right there it's parkour And you do it, so it's this. So (laughs) parkourist. Is it parkourista? Is it masculine feminine? Is there masculine-feminine relationship? Is there parkourista and parkourist? (laughs) Is it like two? No, it's universal, man. Universal. Okay. We are
1: gender um, neutral. Neutral.
0: Okay. Cool. Cool.
1: I like Um, it. Um, I think it's. I think it's. It's a good term. Fling's idea. Also, because parkour people. In my opinion, they're closer to artists than to athletes. So parkour athlete, no, it just doesn't work. I, I never liked it.
0: Okay, well, yeah, I'd say your biggest competition right now is freerunner then as in terms of like what sounds good, even though it may not be the right word.
1: Yeah, I just don't think that is the right word. Mm. Because um, as as the bubble of a hybrid movement sports, freerunning is a sub-discipline yeah. inside of the parkour. It's truth, different, you truth, know, truth. And, 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 and like people can say, oh, geez, this old talk, Louis is always on this old talk parkour, Man, it just accepts It's nice that we have sub, sub disciplines. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's, it's enriching our sport that we can say, oh, he's more like the old school style of parkour, or he's more like into free running, or he's more like into flowy, techy, you know, it's cool that we have a few labels so i don't call free runners who do parkour i feel bad about saying that salgado is a free runner it's just he's not a free runner he's a he's a parkourist okay all right you know what
0: (laughs) i gotta think on this one max was telling me about it max henry he wanted to talk with us on our last episode or this episode actually but he's out of town so he couldn't really join us but maybe we'll do another one with him if you're down okay and um he was talking about I think maybe he was referencing this because he was talking about climbing has all those sub-disciplines as well so you can be a climber is super broad Mm -hmm. but you can be like a mountaineer or an alpinist or a a boulderer or like a sport climber or a traditional climber and there's
1: all these Mm -hmm. little like delineations
0: of it and so
1: yeah also dancers I use this uh on talking to Robin the coach uh a dancer is a dancer right Mm-hmm. And a dancer usually has a speciality in one uh, type of dance, like a uh, b-boy, for example, yeah. or a uh, jazz dancer, contemporary dancer. And, but inside of the dancing role, there's all these different possibilities of uh, types of, of dancing. And it's cool to have different labels, different names. And a dancer doesn't have to stick to only one. He can do different dances according to the job or the situation. Mm. It's cool too. It's the same thing with parkour. Uh, you don't have to be only a free runner or only the purist. <laughs> you know, you, you're a parkourist and you can practice all these different types of things inside of the the, the, the bubble of movement. So uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of just like living. The difference there you know understanding the difference you don't have to pick which one is correct there's no good or bad right and wrong Mm. Um, but they are different and it's good that they are different that we have all these possibilities
0: i agree i don't know if it's as catchy as we need it to be (laughs) i
1: don't know it's three syllables it's three three
0: syllables right now you know i'm just kidding but like. (laughs) going to be it could be trouble could be trouble having three you might want to try to <laughs> knock it down to two um parkist, yeah chorus chorus Ooh, there you go that's what see even if it's parkourist we're going to shorten it on the streets we're going to shorten to chorus yo yeah, i'm that chorus here huh P-K-er. pk-er i thought about that actually in my head yeah it's funny you said that i was like pk but if you like i'll play with it we'll play with
1: it. <laughs> Oh. Peacast. 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 <laughs> that sounds like a tumor, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's trouble. Um, all right. Well, you'll have to tell us in the comments, if you guys watch this, what do you think the name should be? And what do you, p- cast your votes and things like that. Um, all right. I should probably let you go. We've, we've been doing this for a, c- for a couple hours already now, and oh, nice. um, I know that it's pretty late where you are uh i got to get some some food and things together here is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap up and, and maybe come back for next time
1: yeah I, yes uh, that's what i want to talk about uh i'm waiting for the invitation to talk also you me and max okay would be cool yeah we'll definitely do Down that for it thank you for having me it was a pleasure my cool.
0: pleasure my honor always man. oh yeah episode in the bank Thanks, Louise, for being on the podcast. If you're listening to this, much appreciate it. Always, brother. And thank you all for listening. Anyone else? And go to highdrop.com if you want to be learning more, supporting the podcast in any way. It's all available there. Got my um, hats, throw blankets, and T-shirts available to purchase up there. It's always fun to be wearing your own clothes. <laughs> and given my clothes, I gave my dad one of my shirts. I'm just like, wear my shit. It's fun. Um, and um, real quick, if anyone noticed, you are a, you are a superior awareness person. <laughs> that I had a little bit of a fever. I had a little bit of a health problem um, last few weeks. And nothing... Well, who knows? I actually don't know what it was for sure, for certain. Suspecting um, radioactive spider bite. That could be a real thing. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if I develop these special abilities. But uh, much apologies to anyone, to, to Luis, really, if uh, if if you noticed my energy was a little bit low, especially I was dragging at the end. I was like unable to stay focused. Um, but doesn't matter. We, we made it through and you guys made it through and you're making it all the way to the very end. So much love to you, especially, um, we'll catch you on the next one. We're coming up on that number 100. Maybe we'll try to do something special. I don't know. it will be sweet. See you guys later.